Yeah. Yeah. Big up to Smoke J. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah. Doc PLC. Yeah. Sweetness. Renegade. Yeah. Trail. Yeah. Bears, bruise, and a browse. Bears, bruise, and a browse. Bears, bruise, and a browse. Bears, bruising the bros. Yeah. From where they shoot with them poles. Yeah. Keep it real smooth with them hoes. Yeah. Bringing the truth to your folks. Bears, bruising the bros. Yeah. From where they shoot with them poles. Yeah. Keeping it smooth for your hoes. Bringing the truth to your folks. Yeah, get paid. Going against the grain. Push a hard line like renegade. Page and doc. Time to operate. Nothing sweet when the sweetness debate. Yeah, yeah. You know the drill. Stack more paper. Major players led by the fornicator. Smoking J. He fucking the game up. Came up dropping fire since day one. Yeah, it's bruising the bros. From where they shoot with them poles. Keep it real smooth with them hoes. Bringing the truth to your folks. Bears bruising the bros. From where they shoot with them poles. Keeping it smooth for your hoes. Bringing the truth to your folks. Bears bruising the bros. Bears bruising the bros. Bears bruising the bros. Bears bruising the bros. Welcome back to Bears, Brews, and the Bros. Today we got the uh, the waiver wire pickups for the week. Week three, week two is in the books. We in the building, sweetness, drilly your boy, smoking Jay. We're gonna give you guys each one player at each position: quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, defense, and kickers that you could stream or that you should just pick up and stash for the rest of the year, man. So, man, let's let's dive right in, man. Let's go with the quarterbacks first, sweetness. Yes, sir. Uh, quarterback streamer for week three, man. I got Derek Carr going up against Miami. Raiders. Raiders, you already know, man. 27% rostered. You should be able to pick him up in almost every league. Uh, man, what can I say, man? Derek Carr's been doing his thing. Over 450 yards passing in week one. Two tutties in each of the first two weeks. 380-plus in week two. I mean, versus Baltimore, and then you get you got Pittsburgh in week two. Those are elite defenses everybody's talking about. So, yeah, he gets to go versus Miami in week three, and I'm all about uh, Derek Carr. He's finally, you know, finding rugs out there. He's got Edwards and Renfro for the inside work. And then don't forget about Waller. You know, those running backs I'm not too high on, but who the fuck needs them when you got all those weapons on the outside? So let me get some Derek Carr versus Miami this week, man. Jeez. Yeah, I got your love for Raider Nation, Brody. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've been rocking with DC since last year, man. Stop. What's up? I've been rocking with DC for a minute, man. That's that boy. Hey, yeah, you know Derek Carr. He's a fucking great leader out there, bro. And fucking, I'm sure over there in Vegas and shit, bro, they wouldn't have it any other way, man. Well, fucking uh, get it into my QB for the waiver wire, bro. We got two gloves. Teddy Bridgewater. He was on a fucking last show with me. I picked him and it said, hey, I'm going to fucking pick him again in the waiver. Yahoo, he's 17% rostered. Two tutties against Jacksonville. Fucking 328 passing yards. Uh, like I said, he's looking fucking great out there. The team loves him. Who is that? Von Miller, motherfucking day. Man, I, I ain't been this excited since motherfucking 
Yeah, I think he was talking about Peyton Manning. Well, <laughs> he was back there and shit like that. Whoa. That's who? I said, whoa, that's crazy. What are, yeah, what that's are what names? Saying, though, like, hey, damn, fuck, sorry, Drew Locke. We know you like Jeezy and shit, but it ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Teddy Two Gloves over there doing his motherfucking thing, looking great. They face the Jets coming up this week. Like I said, he's 17% rostered. You should be able to pick him up in any league too as well. And fucking, you know, flip him starter, man. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. He's had over 20 fantasy points. Team loves him. Fucking, he's got great weapons everywhere. Fucking running back core is great. Fucking wide receiver core is great. Still waiting for, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how long Jerry Judy's going to be out, out of there. But motherfucker, like, like I told you guys before in the, uh, in the last show for uh, our, our start, I mean, uh, not our pick and, our, and phase, our plays and phase. Uh, you know what I'm saying, man? He's just out there having fun. And, he's, um, and Denver Broncos is probably the best fucking place he could probably end up because he's doing fucking great out there, man. So get you some two gloves, but get you some action. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to pivot off my – I sent the list in to, to you guys. And I originally had Mac Jones, and I'm like, man, you know what? Like, I felt like that's more of like a risky play. Like, that's one of those plays, like, if you really – you know what I'm saying? Like, you're really, really in a deep league and you're really hurting – you would start Mac Jones, but I got Danny Dines, man. 19% rostered Yahoo with the matchup against Atlanta. I know Danny Dimes, you know, it's, it's not somebody you really want to start, but at the same time, Atlanta's a defense you want to you want to uh, start your quarterbacks against, man. And Danny Dimes, he, he could get it done on the ground. He's got the weapons all around him. Shepard, you know, we, we see the connection there. Uh, this dude got a day in him. They're, they're getting a little bit more familiar. So I think that I think they're gonna be able to do some things over there versus Atlanta. I like Danny Dimes um, as a streamer play, nineteen percent rostered for this upcoming week versus Atlanta. I love the pick. I love Danny Dimes. I love Teddy Beasley. I love the Sterling Shepard uh, connection that he has with Danny Dimes too. I don't know so much about Kenny G. He was barking at him, barking at his neck the other day. But uh, you know, I do like it though against Atlanta. Why the fuck not run it up? Uh, yeah, so we're going to dive into the running backs here for week two. I got Tony Pollard, bruh, Cowboy Nation versus the Eagles, rostered at 53%. You might be able to find him on the wire if you're lucky. The dude is getting used a lot. Um, he's, he's obviously getting out snapped by Ezekiel Elliott, but the snaps that Tony Pollard is getting are super valuable. They're, uh, you know, he's got, what was it? Give me one second, fellas. Just went off air for a second. So, uh, yeah, seven receptions and 60 yards, uh, three rushing attempts in week one, but then he made up for that in week two with 13. Went for uh, over 100 yards and a tutty. So, you know, Tony Pollard is definitely getting used a lot over here for uh, for the Cowboys. He's spelling Ezekiel Elliott a, a lot. He's getting goal line touches. So, yeah, hella valuable here, man. Damn. Fucking fantasma in your room. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fucking uh fix the goddamn vibrator over here on this charger. <laughs> I got you finish this shit going crazy, ain't it? It never stops, Brody. But fucking yeah, man. Hey, good call. I, I'm impressed with Tony Pollard, man, over there. Like you said, bro, he's he's getting he's getting out out touched by motherfucking Zeke. 
but the fucking shit that he's getting is beautiful and he's making the most out of it, bro. So yeah, they're design, they make design plays for him too. Yeah, that's man. how they keep him involved. So I fuck with oh, it. Oh man, hey, uh, we got hey, if you want him, bro, I still got Tony Pollard. I know you got Zeke over there, bro. If I'm willing to work out a trade after the show here, <laughs> let me know, Poppy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll push on to my running back waiver, bro. I got James White, the New England Patriots. Uh, I know they're facing fucking New Orleans. He's fucking 42% rostered on Yahoo. Bro, every time I fucking look, I have a lot of Damian Harris everywhere. These past two games, James White's got more fucking fantasy points than Damian Harris. Like, what the fuck? They both have a role in this offense. Um, And it's just that fucking James White is getting those fucking passes. He was six for six. Six for six on the targets for 45 yards. Bro, uh, five rushing attempts, 20 yards, but one of them ended up in a fucking tutty. And that's all he really needs in order to get him uh, uh, to be a a, a mediocre, you know what I'm saying, running back to, you know, almost touching running back one numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he put up 18 fucking fantasy points uh, this week, uh, this past week. As I said, I know they faced a tougher defense in, in New Orleans and everything else like that. But honestly, honestly, you could fucking start both of these motherfuckers, Davia Harris and motherfucker James White. Yeah. Just for that, that the, the, the touchdown possibilities is up there. Great for the both of them. But James White has that motherfucking PPR where you know yep. that it's a point per catch. So that's what's making him get over Damian Harris. He's like, Damian Harris not doing that bad. He's he's giving you flex fucking numbers. You know what I'm saying? They he's both consistent are. with Right, but this, I mean, getting 18, mm-hmm. that's that's getting up there now. We're almost hitting fucking 20, you know what I'm saying, with James White over there, bro. Uh, I mean, I love it, but I hate it at the same time because they're like, fuck, man, they say, I got to go get me some James White, you know what I'm saying, some shit like that, bro. You got to fucking. I think right now is a perfect time to, to start James White. The young rook is, is looking to not take too many shots. He wants to keep the team in the game. So a player yeah. like James White is, is like crazy valuable right now. So yeah, man, he's he started. Not the, yeah, and tight ends are also not the healthiest either. Exactly, and then on, on top of that fact is you you see um, my bad. You see a lot of these two back systems becoming a real thing, and and we've been talking about that for a little bit, and it continues to be that way. So talking about two RB systems, I'm gonna go with JD McKissick, McBessos, aka McBessos. For y'all, man. And this guy only got two touches in week one. Didn't do much. 0.8 fantasy points. But week two, he had nine touches. I know it's still single digits. 21.30 fantasy points, though. Dude had 10 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground in a two-minute drill situation. Had five catches for 83 yards. And, And this is the thing with this squad, bro. When they start getting behind, this is another back that has a role. And that's that two-minute, you know, fast paced offense role. That's where he's that's what he's there for. And I get upset, too, because I get, I have Gibson in a lot of spots. And I'm like, damn, Joe, you know, like, it really hurt to see that. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? You got to understand what's going on here. There's going to be games where Washington's up and Gibson's going to dominate. And that's why, you know, that's what kind of happened in week one. He got most of those touches. Week two, McBessels went in there because why? They were trading and they needed that work. So that that's really where it's at, man. I'm with picking up McBessels, J.D. McKissick. I feel like he's somebody you can start right now, especially with now Heineke being in there, different quarterback. The game plan switches up a little bit, and McKissick was relevant last year, and Heineke was there too last year. So they got that report for sure. I love all the picks, man. 
go, go ahead, go ahead, Joe, go ahead. I right, so I'll say, hey, I already put in. I already put in. Hopefully Wednesday I get a I get a surprise and get a McVessels in that motherfucker. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> go ahead. I'm with the smooches and everything. Yeah, <laughs> man. No, I love I, I, lo- I love the picks, fellas, man. And we the thing is back going back to what Smoke and Chase said. We're all picking running backs that are, you know, selling other guys or have their particular role, standalone value type of dudes out here, man. So this two running back uh, deals is for real, man. Uh, so we're going to dive right into the wide receivers here. I got Rondell Moore of the Cardinals. Um, looking great out there, by the way. At Jacksonville, he's rostered at 34%. So you could, you could possibly find him on the waiver wire. In week one, he got five targets for uh, 68 yards, caught four of those. But in week two, man, he had his breakout game, eight targets, seven catches for a buck 14 and a tutty versus Minnesota. Uh, I know they get Jacksonville this week, so the game script might be a little different. Um, I still see them trying to run run it up, though. I don't see them taking their foot off the, off the gas. They didn't take their foot off the gas at Tennessee in week one. When they had them down, they kept going. Rondell Moore, you know, I I kind of thought that they would use him as a one-trick pony. He's definitely not that. He can get the ball in space. He can get the ball on a slant. He can get it on a screen. Or he can just take the top off your defense. And, you know, the kid runs a 4-3, so nobody's catching him if he gets behind that third level. Um, yeah, Rondell Moore, man, the jump that he made from week one to week two, very interesting. The offense is, um, you know, high-flying. I'm, I'm all about that round of more action against uh, at Jacksonville, man, the week three. Yeah, what a fucking speedy guy. And what I like is seeing Kyler Murray when he has to scramble out of those pockets, you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to rely on those fast-ass wide receivers to go ahead and, and, and follow him and make sure that they extend the play. And that, that's exactly what happened with fucking Rondell Moore this fucking week, which is amazing to see. I was hoping that it was my guy, Christian Kirk. But you know, shit happens. Uh, Christian Kirk made some tough catches, some clutch, some clutch catches in the fucking game, bro. So yeah, one, one thing I wanted to say uh, uh, with um, Rondell Moore, and he played a lot more this week. He didn't take any snap share away from Christian Kirk, not one bit. What Arizona did this week, they played a lot of four wide receiver sets, which is something that they love to do. They love using that ten personnel, zero tight ends. So. That's one thing to keep in mind. All these players are relevant. When we talk about a Christian Kirk, you know, in the offseason or last week, or we're talking about Rondell Moore now, or like even in the offseason, we were talking about him, how nice he is in the in the slot and stuff like that. That's where they're using him. And when you play a 10 personnel, you got two slot guys. And that's usually Kirk and motherfucking Rondell Moore. That's nasty. And then you got D-Hop on the outside, bro. God damn, guys. It's been a very... Been it's been a very long time since we talked about, and I think last year we even brought it up. A tight end for the Cardinals, super irrelevant. They're they're just they're non-existent, and that's why they run these sets. They draft these receivers like yeah, that. And uh, that Max Williams, right? That motherfucker Ma- was making plays oh, though. Yeah, he he really was. Max Williams. That's Max funny, Williams caught. But you know Max what? Williams he's on the radar. He's on the radar. I'll say that. Yeah, that I mean, was weird. If we're looking at it, we're yeah, looking at tight ends. I mean, we'll talk, we'll get into that in a minute, but we're looking at tight ends. You are on point. He is on this offense. He is not an afterthought. You got to think about that for a second. 
We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll throw them in as an honorable mention. It's all good, man. We'll keep, <laughs> keep the receivers going, though, Brody. Uh, we'll keep it rolling, man. We're going back to motherfucking Raider Nation, and it's going to be Hunter Renfro here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yahoo, 6% roster. You can't be mad at it, motherfucking yeah. Hunter Renfro. Fucking the last two games, been targeted 16 times. Damn. Bro, uh, you know what I'm saying? So he's consistently targeted. He's your fucking uh, Edelman, Amendola, motherfucking. He's that type of motherfucking guy with those short routes. And what I love about Hunter Renfro is he makes amazing catches. He fucking pretty much gives up and sacrifices his entire fucking body to make sure that he secures that motherfucking ball that fucking DC's throwing to him, bro. And the only thing that I think that hurts Hunter Renfro is the fucking tutties. He doesn't get any tutties. If you were to add a tutty to his fucking fantasy points, he's fucking a high-end wide, wide receiver, too. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just picking waiver wire options. I got him sitting down on my bench right now in one of my leagues. And you know what I'm saying? It's just to see if, if the tutty could come out of him. But at the same time, he's consistently giving you double-digit motherfucking fantasy points. Uh, is what we look for off the waiver wire. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, all these receivers that we're mentioning, if you're that Jarvis Landry owner, this is a guy that you want to pick up. You know what I'm saying? If there's, you know, I mean, if there's somebody better out there that's getting more fantasy points, great. You know what I'm saying? But fucking uh, a consistent wide receiver that's giving you consistent points through the time to get you up there until your fucking actual flex player or whoever got hurt gets back, Hunter Renfro is definitely money for that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with Renfro. He's nice and steady. You kind of want, you, like you said, you kind of want him uh, to, to find a red zone more, kind of develop into, I don't know, somebody like a, not, not like, he's not, he can't be like Cooper Cup because right. Cooper Cup is faster. He's bigger. He's a little bit more of, of a freak, I guess you could say. But Renfro can, can be nice and steady. And if you could just find a nose for the end zone, that's going to be beautiful. So, yeah, definitely Renfro. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, receiver that I got, um, honestly, didn't know who he was. I just, you know, I still I don't I don't know too much about him. But this is why we do this shit. KJ Osborne, three percent rostered Minnesota Vikings, and I know I know sweetness. Me and you, we were talking last week before the waiver wire episode, and you were talking about this guy. You're like, man, you know, I, I I'm not so sure about him, man. He got targeted pretty heavily, but you know, they already got Jefferson and they got Thielen and this team that like to run the rock with Dalvin Cook, which is all true. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? In deep leagues, you never know. And this is where we're at with it here this week. We're talking about it this week. K.J. Osborne, 3% roster. Uh, first game, nine targets, seven, recep- seven receptions, 76 yards. This past game, six targets, five receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. So this guy is definitely um, – there's, there's a connection there, man. That, that, I mean, back-to-back games, that type of production – He's definitely worth a, a, a pickup and, 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 you know, a stash and see what happens. In deeper leagues, you better for sure pick him up. I forgot who picked him up. In the, was that Kev that picked him up in the SBI? Um, yes, it was. Shout, shout out Hard to Start, Kev, man. Hard, uh, shout out to Hard to Start. Hey, man, that was some good shit right there, man. Way to pick Only him. reason I know that is because I went and looked for him in every league. I saw Kev had him. Uh, shout out Hard to Start. I, I, I saw Drill had him. Um and, and it's crazy because I think I was ahead of the curve. I just didn't think anybody else was on board. So I was going to wait. I was going to wait it out. But I could know him better. My boys are always on top of their shit. So, you know. Hey, you got to go with your instincts, bro. Like, if, if you – that's somebody you would have picked up, man, bro. That, that would have been huge. But yeah, 
hey, there you go, man. For, for everybody else, you know, like me and some of my leagues, he's out there. Go ahead and put in that claim. If you need that receiver, you heard him, you drafted OBJ or you got juice now, you know, get, dealing with some injuries or whatever the case, go ahead, take take a chance. Why not? You know what made me really take the chance on the guy was when fucking we were hearing that he was targeted as much as motherfucking, uh, uh, you know, Jets. That's Justin Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, holy shit. So, I, you know, I went and picked him up and took a chance. And then I sat him down on the bench just to see what he's going to do. Week That's two. what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then here it goes. We too, you know, say, well, my luck, we start him in fucking week three and he don't do shit. But at the same time, knock on wood, because I need him right now. Jarvis Landry just got fucking banged up. One of the most mm-hmm. consistent wide receivers in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I've only missed fucking, I don't know how many fucking games and how Not many, many. he played. Not many. And then you go and motherfucking pick you up a motherfucking gym and KJ Osborne. And tell you, listen, listen to us on the Bears News and the Bros, bro. We letting you know what the fuck is good, bro. We're going to help you out with Yes, sir. We're going to keep it rolling with the tight ends. Go ahead, Rudy. Yeah, one more thing on top of that, man. Just a lesson learned. If you got an itch or got feeling about somebody, and don't don't wait till motherfucking anybody tells you anything. Go and get your guy. If you're feeling good about him, don't, you know, don't do what I did. Don't, don't act like other people don't know about it. Go get your guys. When you know it's popping, go do it. Pull the trigger. Um, so yeah, tight end Jared Cook. Uh, again, back to back weeks. Jared Cook at Kansas City at forty three percent roster. It's nothing. There's nothing sexy about this pick at all. Uh, Jared Cook, bro, eight catches on thirteen. Say that to Jared Cook's face. <laughs> he probably fucking throw me over his fucking shoulder and slam my ass. But uh, over eighty yards in two weeks. I mean, we know the tight ends, bro. They don't boom. It's they're few and far between. We're looking at this uh waiver wire list this week, trying to find tight ends that are rostered under sixty percent, because that's what we use to uh you know give the waiver wire claims. There's not much out there. This is more matchup based. They're playing at Kansas City. I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair. I can't wait to see what the over under is on that game. But you know, Derrick Cook seems to be the only relevant tight end for the Chargers which is all that matters to me in a matchup against Kansas City that, like I said, I I, I really think is going to be a high-scoring affair. So they're going to have to come loaded. Everybody's got to, you know, get some targets. I think Jared Cook is good for five-plus targets in this game easily. So, I mean, it's not really about him. It's more about the situation in the matchup. And if you're hurting, you know, go go have at it, bro. I'm not mad at the Jared Cook start again this week. Uh, Not bad at all, bro. You're fucking... I'll take it back to the NFC North and Minnesota and fucking picking up Tyler Conklin. Uh, I mean, shit, I thought Herndon was going to be involved when they picked him up. You know what I'm saying? I had Herndon try to fucking scratch up. thought he was going to be a motherfucking nice tight end fit in there. But every fucking time I'm fucking watching the Minnesota game, I fucking see the tight end and it's Conklin all the time. Four targets each game. I know that's fucking low. It's not very high, but they got motherfucking Seattle this motherfucking week. And uh, that definitely, I smell shootout all over the place. Do I, uh, I think he'll get his same targets. And you know what I'm saying? It all depends on what he does with it. He's getting me- mediocre, mediocre points. But, you know, I, if you don't got those top tight ends, you know, you're looking for somebody to just get you over, not get you the nil, not get you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Not get you one or two, but at least try to get you up there in a high, in, you know, in a double digits, at least or close to it. Give me some nines. Give me some tens. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Where, I mean, you're picking from a fucking, you know, 
depending on how deep your league is, there, there's not really too many tight ends out there, bro. And believe me, just as much as your motherfucker listening to shows, everybody else is listening to shows trying to get, you know, pick those tight ends as well. But a little sneaky one in Tyler Conklin, who's had the same amount of targets in the in the uh, in the first two games that uh, he's he's had over there with the fucking Vikings, and I don't see that changing at all going against Seattle in a uh, in a more than likely a possible fucking shootout with the boys. So that's who I got. Yeah, man, for, for my tight end, and, and like you guys were saying, there's not like a whole lot of them. So this is more of like, if you got room on your bench, you stash him, and that's Evan Ingram. Uh, go ahead and, and pick him up and stash him if you need to. Uh, you could be one of these guys like myself, man. I, I mean, this, in this one league, I have Cole Komet, John U. Smith, Adam Troutman. And you know what I'm saying? You're, those are not reliable tight ends. I'm not saying Ingram can be you know, 100% reliable. Obviously, he's not. We see him missing games already, but it's like, damn, I got it. You got to take some shots sometimes. And and Ingram has the talent, man. He really does. And he's on a team that's not that good. They should be passing. So if you got room on your bench, stash him. Go ahead, man. Why not? I'm only scared of that, man, because I don't want him to take away from number three. Sterling Shepard, who's been a fucking... <laughs> Man, I was just past two weeks. I was just thinking how sad it is that we're over here digging for all these tight ends and we're begging that they can at least do a 10 spot. I mean, it's really it's crazy how how much of a it's just a depleted ass position after you know, even Kittle fucking busted this week. It's really hard. It's really hard when it comes to the tight ends, man. But um moving on to the defenses stream of the week. I got Carolina at Houston. They're a roster at 20%, man. Tyrod, he's got a hamstring. He should be out for multiple weeks. Deshaun Watson's still not going to get activated to the roster either. So, um, yeah, we saw what Carolina's defense was able to do against Jameis Winston. No passing touchdowns. I know he he saved you uh, if he played for you with a rushing one. But other than that, they weren't on shit. I mean, they couldn't get nothing going. Kamara had a horrible week. Uh, Callaway didn't do much. Yeah, they, they just couldn't get it. They couldn't get it going against a Carolina defense that not, not a lot of people thought was any good really but they've got those guys going over there jc horn was able to get a pick uh the rookie over there so yeah man i think carolina's defense is way better than what we're giving them credit for even myself they surprised me when they did that to new orleans they made james winston look like the james winston of old so yeah like i said hey houston the uh backup quarterback's gonna be playing i don't even i forgot his name um but yeah the mills i think it is so yeah carolina's defense man Carolina defense and Houston run that shit up, man. They they might uh they might definitely pop these guys this week. That's a great pick. That's a great love pick. it, love it. Yeah, fuck it, man. Uh, I'm gonna go and, and pick up fucking Tennessee's motherfucking defenses. All you guys stole all the fucking defenses, <laughs> and I'll just keep it real. Uh, Tennessee fucking Titans against the fucking Colts this week. We all know that fucking Carson Wentz is fucking banged up. Uh, well, they got Jacob Eason over there who came in the game and didn't do a fucking thing. Uh, oh, he did something. Right. Yeah, he did something. <laughs> he did something that equated to fucking all right. a goose egg. A fucking I fantasy. Int on his second pass of the game when they were down three points. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm thinking the fucking uh, the Tennessee Titans might be able to go ahead and 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 motherfucking you know use that to their advantage, bro. Um, like I said, bro, Brody's pick and fucking. Carolina, that was going to be my first choice. And then I see that Brody had it. And I was like, fuck, 
who the fuck else do you pick up? Everybody else is against matchups where guys can score or impossible shootouts. So, I, I mean, if you're going to take a chance and you're in that position where everybody else got those defenses, and uh, you know what I'm saying, take a shot on Tennessee, man. Uh, they got to play a fucking, you know, Indianapolis, who's, who's got a fucking week to prepare with Jacob Easton. Oh, excuse me, Jacob Easton over there. Um, you know, and I, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to put up points against them uh, and, and be able to well, fucking go ahead and shut them the fuck down. So, you know. Take a shot on them if you like. You know what I'm saying? If they're available. Or they should be available. They're fucking... Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. They're available. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, they're available, all right. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going I'm to go with the, the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, 2% rostered. And, and the truth is, they got a matchup versus the Dolphins. Tua looks like he's out. The brisket's in. And the brisket's gone bad. <laughs> These, this team, 17 points they've scored in two games, the Miami Dolphins. That's mostly what they're starter to it. Yeah, bro, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick on them. Why not? I, I, love, uh, I love what the Raiders have been doing. I know the defense hasn't been like – they haven't done anything too crazy, but just because of that matchup, I think it's favorable. So I'm going to roll with the Raiders on this one for this week. Let's go get these kickers, man. Uh, fucking Graham Benoit, 4% rostered. Uh, this is, I, I forget who uh, I forget who the Giants are playing this week. Uh, one of you guys seen Danny Dimes. Do you know, do you know who they're playing? Uh, man, off the top of my head, uh, Giants, Giants, Giants. You said somebody good. Oh, who they're playing this week? They're playing the, the they're playing the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. So Atlanta. I mean, yeah, they suck. So Graham Gano, he put up like over, he put up over like twenty points kicking this last week. Um, I, you know, I was just like, holy, holy fuck! Uh, a kicker that does twenty plus, that's dope. He's obviously knocking them down, and the 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 motherfucking offense obviously can't finish. You know what I mean? They can't finish. I don't care where they are on the field, they just can't get the first down or the touchdown. So I see the same thing coming. I'm in against Atlanta. Why the fuck not? Points are going to be scored here in this game. To take the other kicker from Atlanta if you want to take him too. Young Way cool. Take young all ho? the kickers in. Young, young Ho. Young Ho. Yeah, take Young. Say, take some Graham Gano and some Young Ho. Oy. Whatever you want. <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah. Graham, Graham Gano, my kicker of the week, man. Graham Gano, you never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to know until you know, you know. <laughs> hey, Graham Gano. Hey, like I said, moving on to the next kicker, bro. And hey, I'm going with the big homie, folks. He stay on the west side of Chicago and on the offseason, you know what I'm saying, hanging out with them GDs. No, nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Nick Folk of the motherfucking <laughs> Nick Patriots. Folk. You got to say that. He's in a matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Mac Jones, I can see him probably getting down there, maybe not being able to finish. And motherfucking Nick Folk getting motherfucking uh, opportunities to kick a few 40-plus or maybe even 50-plus yarders against those fucking Saints. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, ain't too much you can say about a fucking kicker. The first game against Miami had 11. Uh, second game against the Jets had 15. He's consistent, bro. We know it. He's, he's decent. And that's what you look for in a kicker. If he can get you over double fucking digits, that's fucking great. That's a great ad, great help to the motherfucking goddamn fantasy team. Nick Folk, fire him up on Nation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. The kicker I got, 
Matt Prater, man, from the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. And you got you got to love those kickers that are attached to those high potent offense. And that's exactly what the Cardinals are. So and he's got a leg like a motherfucker. We know that he's been doing it for about 42 years. So we saw him in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Booming kicks forever and shit like that. He's still doing it. Still dinosaur. The yard is like nothing. But still, but yeah, man. So that's that's what I got, man. I mean, with Arizona matchup against the who they got? They got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh my god, they're gonna put up mad points. Even if these guys score six, seven touchdowns in one field, you're still looking at about 10 points off a kicker. And if for me, I get about 10 points from a kicker, I'm happy with that, honestly. But my kicker, yeah. look, man, it's been really, really bad. So Matt Prater with the Cardinals should get you guys there. Should get help you guys get that dub. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that, that's gonna wrap it up, man. That's the waivers for, for week three. Uh, make sure you guys get right. Pick these players up. You know, some of them are stashes. Most of them are, are plays for you guys for this week. Later later on this week, we're going to drop the plays and fades of the week for week three. Uh, those are, you know, the players that are kind of like borderline, you know, borderline start or sit. So we, we try to help you guys with that. We don't try to give you guys those obvious ones. You know, uh, you know, you're starting George Kittle. You're starting, you know, all these other players. We know who they are. We're giving you more, more of those players that are like, Iffy, I guess you could say. So, you guys got anything for everybody before we head out? Man, shit, it's just good to see a lot of Raiders on the waiver wire show. A lot of Raiders, a lot of fucking believers out here. Raider Nation. Let's go. That's been trending since last year. It's crazy. Fucking Raiders. But, uh, yeah, man. Stay tuned for the plays in the phase. Uh, go get these guys. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll be back real soon with that plays and phase of the week. Hell yeah. Cap it off. Cap it off. Yeah, sweetness said, get Gano, you never know. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> hey, we'll catch you guys soon, man. Hey, good luck this week in fantasy. Let's get those does, man. Much love. Peace out. Peace.